Hey guys, welcome to the Youth Fitness Podcast. Topics on youth fitness with a focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin Family, the developers of the Brand X Method, and the Athlete Coach Network. Youth need great coaches now more than ever. Brand X has dedicated themselves to doing what is best for kids for over two decades and now offers mentoring, education, programming, and resources in one smart package to empower coaches to efficiently deliver world-class youth programs. Check out their plug and play options and join the Brand X family today. You plus Brand X equals youth program success. Today we're going to be talking about a under 18 topic. So kids under 18 years old for under 18 minutes. This is one of the biggest questions I think I've ever received. I taught nearly 300 courses on teaching fitness to kids. And at every single one, I think I got this question. How was it working with your parents? You know, how do you, how do you coach your kids? And uh, we're probably going to have some different viewpoints here, which would be cool. We were talking about this uh, just before uh, we started rolling the tape here. And my mom mentioned, I don't think I've ever coached you, right? I did most of the coaching with my dad. When I started training, I was 10 years old and I was just doing, you know, 400 meter runs, hitting the bag, some kettlebell swings and some deadlifts and, and squats. And that's kind of where I started. But we have a unique view because... Um, one, I have one parent that, that never coached me. I have another parent that did all my coaching. And then now I have my own kid. And we were, all, that my dad also mentioned prior to us rolling the video that there's kind of two different areas that we can talk about here, right? Right. I think the first thing, you know, like there's two different areas. One is coaching your kid between a parent and a, and a child. And then secondarily, coaching your kid in a class, being the, being the coach of a gym or the owner of a gym and having your kids in the gym. And, and you know, I was fortunate enough to have you to be able to do things like, you know, work with you on soccer. Well, that had a very different feel than us being in a gym with a group of your peers and and working working that. So one was a lot more fun for you, and one, <laughs> and one, you know, I think there's a lot of things to, to to be said about working with your kid in the gym, where with other people, uh, with other kids, you know, and. and Having to have to balance as as the coach and the father, having to balance what goes on with, the, with you know the, how the kids are perceiving how you're treating your own kid, and a lot, there's, there's, lots there's there. a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I I did have Duncan all the way through from age was he four maybe no six he was six when he started so he was. In the middle, he was in my class all the way until he graduated out preteen at that time. Yeah, like 11, class. 10, yeah so, so I did have the experience of teaching one of our kids and coaching one of our kids and all of the, you know, child understanding how to work a parent, man. You know, like he knew, <laughs> he'd do the, the big eyes at me. He did the puss and boots eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, would, and he knew it worked. He, he I'm his mom, so he knew it worked. So what I had to learn to do was to pass off to another coach when he needed to be directed and wasn't responsive to me. So that required having, first of all, required having another coach that I could pass off to. And she did the same with her children because they knew how to work her as well. So that, that was sometimes necessary. You know what didn't work? 
That's me. The Puss in Boots eyes. Yeah. You know, that didn't work. That didn't work with me. It didn't really have a lot. Never really worked in my favorite. I was also 10 when I started, so it was kind of a different vibe I was putting out on the six-year-old. But yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things for me, that at least that I experienced, right, with having having my parents as coaches was that there's a fine balance between being a coach and being a parent. And you really have to ride that you know, very, very carefully, especially because you know how your kids interact with you, you know how uh, sensitive they are to, uh, to critique. And so it's really important for you to be aware, especially in a class setting where now you're in front of other kids, their peers, and you're critiquing them. So there's really key elements that we like to give out to, to, to parents who are going to be coaching their kids that are going to help assist them in that endeavor to make it easier for both the parent and the child. And one of those, those big things I think that was key for me was my dad liked to utilize us and include us in, in demos. And the reason why that worked so well is number one, I had the most experience in the class just because I was there all of the time, right? Um, they were coaching me both outside, like he said, as well as inside of the gym. And so I had more experience with movement than the other kids, which allowed for me to demonstrate movement more than the other children. And it helped me feel important. It helped me feel needed and kind of like a little expert in that amongst my peers on that specific thing. So as much as you guys possibly can make sure that you include your own kids in demos. And when you guys say that was true for you. Absolutely. Because there's another thing there, which is a little, maybe not as easily recognized. And that is that you don't want to be ignored by your parent mm -hmm. because you're in a class. So all of a sudden you're not my kid. You're just another student. Your child will not understand that. So your child has to feel like you're still their parent who loves and cares about them. That, now, that's not to say that you're going to give special attention, but you can't neutralize that relationship during class. You still have that relationship, and they need to feel that. So I think being able to allow them to, to demonstrate, because first of all, they probably have more movement experience, and it's going to help them feel more connected and special for doing that. And it's going to increase their learning as well. So, yes, I definitely would would use Duncan to demonstrate quite a bit. But also make sure that there's a rotation. He wasn't the only one demonstrating for him, for sure. There's an adjunct to that. And that is another thing you don't want to see happen is for the kids in the class to look at your child as, oh, they're getting special treatment right. because yeah. they're your child. And I think... Probably for me in the team class, it came, more, it came out of for, for the kids, for Connor and, and, and Keegan and Duncan later on. It came out of that, you know, I made sure that I wanted to make sure that they were whatever we were doing, that they looked, they showed to their to their peers that they had earned it versus dad had given it to their dad had given right. it to them. So there was probably so hard work in a college school attached. They, they did work hard. And, and they would earn their steps forward. And I think that that was um, something really important because it, it elevated them their, in their eyes to the peers. And the peers never were going like, well, you're just getting that because your dad is uh, the owner of the gym or teacher or coach of the class. But they need to have that really intrinsic motivation, right? Well, they do. So, so I, think well, I, I think it's important when we're talking about what you want to do as a coach we, you know, we do want to recognize that we have our kids in class. We do want to help them earn respect from their own peers. In that. And, and part of that, it's like, you know, when we're including them in the demos, we're including them in the demos because they're good at what they're doing, not just because they're our kid. Do you, Keegan, do you remember an emphasis on what kind of uh, feedback you were given, positive, negative? Do you remember? 
Yeah. So that's something I wanted to mention too, right? Like something to be super cautious of, right? Is, is how you're interacting with your child in front of the class. And then of course, in front of other parents, because they don't want to, you don't want to give off the vibe that, oh, I'm bringing my kid up to demo everything. And that's, that's not what I meant by including them in the demo. It's just, Hey, every once in a while, you know, Keegan is, is extremely good at laying on the ground, but <laughs> Keegan is extremely good at squats, for example, right? So I'm going to bring him up to the front. He's going to demo a few squats and I'm going to give some specific positives, more positives than negatives about the demonstration. And as I, as I talk through, you know, what, what we're going to be doing that day, including them every once in a while, not every single time, don't leave your kid up there and only use them as the demo. That's not what I'm saying, but, but include them in that. Don't, uh, shy away from doing that because they're your child. I think something extremely important that you guys did for me was talk to me about the negatives um, outside of class rather than in front of my peers. And that's something that I would uh, definitely recommend to you guys is when you notice there's uh, negatives is that you pull your child aside after the class rather than pointing it out in front of uh, their peers with that sensitivity and that emotional factor of now, Hey, my parents are kind of getting after me in front of my, my peer group. It could be, um, really hard on a child. So, uh, make sure that you talk to them about those negatives and things to work on and things you're going to do outside of the class versus inside of the class, you know, inside of the class, it should be positives for them. It should be highlighting their strengths. You know, you're doing this really, really well. I want to keep seeing you do that. And then after, it's like, hey, you know, I noticed uh, in your squat when I brought you up to demo, you were kind of sliding forward a little bit. So we're going to work on that. This is how we're going to do it. But you did a really good job in the workout of staying tight in your core. You did a really good job leading the class. Thank you for coming up and demoing. You know, give them positives, highlight their strengths, but also give them stuff to work on. But that should happen separate and not in the same fashion that you would for most kids inside of your class. That brings up the, uh, the topic of you know, when you're a coach and when you're a parent. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's really, really critical that your kids aren't, you know, you're not on, on a weekend hanging out at home and all of a sudden you're launching into a discussion about the fine details of, of the squat and what they did wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're watching TV. Yeah. We're having a good time together as, as, you know, as a family. I think that's um, really important to, to have the distinction in your own head as the coach and the parent. What, you know, to be definitive about this when, when it's appropriate, when it's appropriate, yeah. when it's not. Yeah. And then, and then the, there's a statement that's out there. I wish I knew who to attribute it to, <clears> but the idea of saying, "I love to watch you do that," and that's it. I love to watch you play soccer. I love to watch you jump as high as you can jump. It's something I enjoy as a parent to see your accomplishment. Period. Without critique of it or creating more concerns and stressors around that activity or sport or strength and conditioning practice, just just giving them a parental love for what they're doing. That kind of statement is really important, I think. And as coaches, because we're so movement-oriented and we're always picking away at all the stuff, we can get caught up in the detail and not, what's the emotion I need to relate to my child. Yeah. And I think that's super important, right? And along those lines of like talking that, that goes along the lines of talking with your kid outside of class too, giving them the positives, highlighting their strengths and just making open statements like that. Like, Hey, I loved, I loved watching you help lead the class today. I loved watching you uh, work as hard as you possibly could. That was really cool. I love watching you chip away at this goal. Those types of statements are really important. And along the lines of, you know, knowing when to be a parent and knowing when to be a coach, 
I think it's doubly important when you have a kid inside of your class to be aware of what's going on in their personal life outside of the class. You know, a lot of times, and you guys did an extremely good job of this, is knowing, you know, my stressors outside. Like, hey, you know, I know Keegan has this final coming up or he didn't do well in his soccer tournament this past week or, you know, relationship stuff as, as a teenager, like knowing what's going on in and outside of the gym and then being just cognizant of that while you're coaching them. Because then those negatives, if you give them, you know, negative coaching feedback or any sort of disappointment comes across in front of their peers, those, those issues that they have, their stress buckets already full, it's going to overflow. And you're going to get the opposite reaction, which leads me to a, another topic, which is time off, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important. And, and I know you guys offered it to me every once in a while as like, you know, if I had stress in so, my outside life. For like instance, what's... as a teenager, girls fighting over you in a class. And so, <laughs> Egan doesn't want to come this week. No. Like, uh, time, time, time off, right? For, for the kids that you're a parent, but also a coach, time off for them can be extremely important and should be used as a, as a tool to keep them interested, right? Yeah, and I think that, yeah. you know, kind of along those same lines are, you know, what we do in the gym, especially as a, if you think about it as a coach and a gym owner, we're there an awful lot and we're focused on really specific movements and correcting the movements and making people do exactly what we want them to do. And that is not what we're trying to accomplish. Accomplish. Well, I mean, the, the goal of having kids work out in your gym is so they're good outside of the gym. So time off also includes things like, you know, when we're at home or you're outside of the gym, throw the ball around, get on a skateboard, let them, let them ride their bikes, kick the soccer ball around with them, you know, play football, all of those things, you know, where what we're doing in the gym is now being used outside of the gym, but we're playing playing, and we're playing and we're playing in a way that, um, that it doesn't have me saying or, you know, coaching the movement or coaching the play. It's us throwing the ball and playing three flies up or something like that, which is, I think, really, really important thing. So the kids can kind of then go like, well, I did this in the gym and now I'm doing these things outside of the gym. Better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Everybody needs a break sometimes, right? I mean, think of all the huge um, industry around recovery and mental health and things, and then rightly so. People need to have time to focus and and do a better job later they need those breaks so kids are no different they need time away when they need it and so you have to be really listening i definitely appreciate your positive outlook but i i can think of times when i, I could have listened better or heard a little more of what was happening and maybe offered it before they had to ask yeah it's you just know? knowing it you know knowing what's going on in your child's life outside of the gym so that you can take away time in the gym to complement the life outside, give them more time, yeah. uh, more room, so to speak, inside of the stress bucket to deal with some of the things that they're dealing with outside. It's a critical tool. So just make sure you guys are paying attention to that. And hopefully this U18, under 18 minutes topic got you guys some clarity on parenting and uh, coaching with your own kids. That's it for today's U18. Since we like to end with a gamer challenge, Let's hear from a youngster in one of our Brandeis programs about one of their favorites. Hi, my name is Lily Harris and I am from Brandeis, St. Louis. One of my favorite games I like to play is called Knockout. All you will need is two basketballs and a basketball hoop. How you play is the first person in line shoots and the second person shoots right after. If the first person in line makes it, they pass it to the next person in line without a basketball.
If the second person makes it before the first person does, the first person is out. And the game keeps repeating until there is one person left. That was the Youth Fitness Podcast, topics on youth fitness with focus on doing what's best for kids. Brought to you by the Martin family, the developers of the Brand X Method and the Athlete Coach Network. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode and you listen for more.